0: One of my cousins, um, a rather distant cousin, unfortunately, is a pretty big shot interior designer in LA. And recently on Instagram, he asked a question of his followers. What motivates you? It's a question a lot of people ask, often of themselves, but it had been a while since I'd explicitly tried to answer it. So I thought about it and I messaged him. But wait, That will spoil the episode. So let's take a quick step back before I share my ultimate, remarkable, amazing reason that I get up in the morning. Better With Books, episode number 24. I am Roots, the producer, writer, and host of this podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ruth Roots. That's Ruth, R-O-O-T-Z. Everyone who's taken Intro to Psych and even the people who opted for sociology like me know or at least have heard of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. In fact, it shows up in plenty of other classes too, I noticed, including business administration. Go figure. And I'm sure by now y'all know how much I love theories and structure and stuff. And I'm sure a lot of y'all don't like all that theory and structure because I'm kind of a nerd that way. But Maslow's hierarchy of needs is actually really important. Have this hierarchy in mind and you'll be much better equipped to understand life as a whole. So, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I've linked a diagram in the show notes, but basically it's just a pyramid. The idea is that we each move up through the layers on the pyramid one by one until we reach the very top. Each layer represents a certain category of needs, And until the ones in the lower layers are met, we cannot move up to meet the higher ones. There are in total five layers, at least in the original version of the pyramid. The first one is a physiological layer. It includes the very basics needed to keep ourselves alive, like water, food, shelter, sleep, the ability to breathe, etc. The second layer is the safety layer. Once we've figured out how to keep our bodies alive on a minute-by-minute level— Then we can move up to longer-term survival. We collect weapons to keep ourselves safe. We develop strategies to minimize the chances of us getting into an accident. We figure out which people care for us enough not to hurt us, emotionally or physically. We decide to save money in order to have a financial safety net. And this makes sense, right, that the safety layer comes after the physiological layer. We can't exactly go around thinking about planning our financial future until we've made sure we have enough food in our bodies that we don't starve on our way to the bank. The third layer is the social layer. After we've met our body's physiological needs and have set up for ourselves a safe environment, then we seek out social belonging, usually among our friends and our families. Next, self-esteem. It's not enough, turns out, to have a loving family and friend group. We also need respect and recognition from our friends and family, yes, and in some cases, even perfect strangers. This is the Maslow layer at which suck-ups absolutely thrive. But then what? Like, what's left to live for if you've taken care of all your physiological, safety, social, and esteem needs? Well, fear not. Maslow knew the answer. The top tier of the pyramid the one we reach only after filling up all the lower layers, he called self-actualization. Self-actualization. Maslow said, What a man, or woman, can be, he, or she, must be. Maslow basically meant no one will be happy and live a fulfilling life if he or she reaches this point in the pyramid and doesn't proceed to reach their full potential. And this is it. This is the meat of the episode. At this point on the pyramid, you can't ask yourself something like, what can I do to feel safe? You've already taken care of that. Or, how can I get more respect from other people? You've taken care of that too. Now, at this layer, it's just you and your thoughts about yourself. Basically, what gives you your sense of self-worth? Not what do you do for others or how do others see you? No. What do you think of yourself? And if you don't think very highly of yourself, you're not doing enough. What can you do, you personally do, to reach your fullest potential and give your life meaning beyond the simple achievement of survival? What is your ultimate motivation? It's like at the very end of Finding Nemo. Spoiler alert for those troglodytes of you who haven't seen it yet. Where these fish have spent this entire movie trying to escape from this fish tank. And then they do it. And then they're like, now what? Don't be like those fish. Have a plan beyond just your plan to survive or escape, I guess, if you're stuck in a fish tank. One of the greatest, most insightful questions I've ever heard asked is, if you were to stop being paid to do your job, would you still do it? And that's not some theoretical, hypothetical, stupid question. It's a question we might all have to ask ourselves in a future where most jobs are taken over by non-sentient beings like R2-D2s and Hals and Watsons. Eventually, I do believe this, us humans will have more time on our hands than is good for us, at least if we continue to live the way we live in these days. Eventually, our basic needs will all be taken care of to the point where we don't have to go to work every day. So, what will you do with that time? How will you live a fulfilling, purposeful life? How will you contribute to society and leave the world better than it was when you got here? What's that job you'd do even if you weren't being paid to do it? And these questions will be for all of us, not just the few of us who are wealthy and or coddled and or got promoted enough not to have to spend most of our waking hours working for wages. Maybe this is one of the top five most important questions you'll ever answer in your life. Right up there with, will you marry me? And will I die if I eat that 10th red hot chili pepper? So answer it. You have food and water and shelter and you feel safe and you have a loving family and plenty of friends and your boss trusts you with those important projects. Now answer that last question. Figure out what makes you tick. Figure out what gets your stomach churning and your brain worrying and your heart pumping. For me, by the way, it's podcasts. Oh, and what I wrote to my cousin? I said, I'm in perpetual search for that feeling one gets when one comes up with or discovers a brilliant, logical idea, argument, or fact. It's why I read, it's why I write, and it's why I listen to and make podcasts. Thanks for the question. It made me think. By the way, my cousin, his name is Josh. He hangs out with cool folks and does some incredible work. And you can check out his Instagram at Joshua Bajanac. That's B-O-D-J-A-N-A-C. I'm actually not sure how you choose to pronounce your last name, Josh. I'm more used to the European way of saying things. Bojanats. Anyway, I hope I got it right. Peace, bro. The music for this episode is a track by Broke for free, and you can find his stuff on Free Music Archive and SoundCloud and probably a bunch of other places. The track, this one, is called Melt.